Hey there, you're listening to The Simple Home, a podcast for the modern mom looking for a slower pace, a life with less stuff, less to do, and more time for what really matters. Living simply is more than just getting rid of clutter. It's about letting go of expectations to create a life of intention. Motherhood is the ultimate Groundhog Day experience, where much of every day is spent on the logistical stuff necessary to keep everyone alive so you can wake up and do it again the next day. You don't need just one more thing. You need easier ways to manage the constant cleaning and feeding, the overwhelming clutter, the never-ending to-do list. I wish I could hire you a personal chef, a nanny, a housekeeper, and a personal finance guru, but I can't. What I can do is support you in your journey of letting go of all expectations and taking life at a slower pace. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast today. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna, and today we are going to talk about how to break your busy habit. So you may have seen lots of different things around becoming unbusy lately. I think it's becoming more popular to try to slow down and look at our schedules and be a little bit more intentional with our time. So I wanted to really talk about how we can actually break our busy habit, not that it's just a fad that will come into your life and then go away again, but how to make it so that it's long lasting. So we're going to look at some things that you can start doing to help you unbusy yourselves and your family and things that you can stop doing that will also help you become less busy. We're all busy and we can all make ourselves unnecessarily busy, especially when we compare ourselves to other people. So social media, I think, has really fostered this in us, wanting to become, or not wanting to become, but just unintentionally becoming more busy. We look at other people's lives and we see these moms who are making gourmet meals. We see that they're taking their kids to every single activity possible. They're doing arts and crafts with their kids after school and they're creating educational opportunities for them whenever possible, going on trips. And somehow we look at all these different moms on Instagram or Facebook and we kind of compile all those moms into one big like superhuman mom who's doing all the things when truly nobody's doing all of those things. And if they are, they're not doing them well. But that just creates this sense in us that we're not doing enough and we need to be doing more, giving more to our kids, giving more opportunities to our kids, having more family experiences and all of this stuff. So when we compare our lives to other people, it can be pretty detrimental to your own life and your own well-being. So today we're going to look at that just a little bit. So let's start by talking about 10 things that you can start doing to help you become less busy. Now that might sound a little bit funny, me telling you to start doing some things if I'm asking you to become less busy. But hear me out for a second. Let's go all the way through the list and you'll see what I'm talking about. So the first thing I want you to start doing is to limit your social media activity and actually give yourself some boundaries. Maybe that's a time of day when you sit down to look at social media, or maybe you set the timer and you allow yourself a certain amount of time on social media. Maybe this means unfollowing people that don't make you feel like your best self or cause some envy or 
make you feel like you're not doing enough as a mom, unfollowing those people, even if they're your friends, is okay. And I think it's actually something that will benefit you in the long run. So I encourage you to do that. So limiting your social media activity is a huge part of becoming less busy. So often when I'm at the grocery store or waiting in the line for pickup for my kids at school or basically anytime there's a quiet moment, like five minutes, most people around me are on their phones on social media. And rather than realizing that they have a little bit of downtime, They're searching for their phones right away and scrolling through their feed and not really taking that downtime at all. So I suggest that you limit your social media activity to a certain time of day or a certain amount of time or both and because you don't really need to be scrolling through it all the time and it causes this impulse in us where we we can't really go without it. So I encourage you to try that. You may also want to choose a weekend every now and again to go completely social media free and try not to go on it at all and see how your life improves when you do that. The second thing I want you to start doing is to create routines or rhythms or whatever it is you want to call them. Times in your day that you are doing something similar over and over or you're pairing something you do every day with something that needs to get done so that it becomes just part of your day and it sets up more of a routine. This always makes your day go a little bit smoother and makes it so that you don't feel quite as rushed or overworked or overwhelmed. So for instance, you might choose one day a week where you're going to do errands rather than going from here and there every single day or having to run to the store one day, the post office the next day, do another errand the next day. Choose one day where you're going to try to get all of that done so that you don't have to be in the car going from here and there every single day. Choose one day where you're going to go through your paperwork. So this could be mail that comes in your house. This could be school paperwork that comes home. We know that a lot of stuff comes home from school. This could be even digital paperwork like your emails. Maybe you're going to try to get to inbox zero. Um, Just choose one day for this. So as paperwork comes into your house, as any kind of paper comes into your house, put it in a folder or a bucket Um, I have what I call a Sunday basket, and I talk about this a lot in the routines episode that I did just recently, and then also in the very first episode of the Simple Home Podcast, I talk about the Sunday basket. I will link to both of those episodes in the show notes for you so that you can go back and listen to that. But basically what I do is I put any kind of paperwork or any to-dos that need to be done in this bucket, and sometimes that's even things like a broken toy or like my daughter has some play dress-up gloves and the bow fell off and I knew I needed to glue that back on, so I threw those in the basket. Um, Things that I'm not going to get to right that second, but I don't want all over my house or to pile up on my counter, I put in this bucket. And then I choose one day a week. I call it my Sunday basket because I got this idea from somebody else and that's what they called it, but I don't always do it on Sunday. Sometimes Sunday is more of just a relaxing day and I don't want to get to it. So sometimes it it's really more like a Monday morning basket. Um, but this is a great way to deal with paperwork and to not have to do this every single day. So choose one day to go through your papers and set up a routine where you just go through it and get everything done right then. And that way you start fresh again. Um, another example would be a routine around laundry or a routine around getting your dishes done or cleaning your house, set up some things that will help you 
get through your day a little bit smoother. I'm going to link to actually three episodes that will help you with this. There's an episode called Morning Routines, Nightly Routines, and Daily Resets. And those are some of the routines I put in place to help me keep my house together and orderly and clean. There's another episode all about um, daily routines for moms. So I will link to that. And then the very first episode of this podcast talks a little bit about some simplifying things as well. So I will link to those in the show notes. You can find the show notes for this episode at athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 24. And that way you can get to those links pretty quickly. Or you can just search the Simple Home Podcast and look through the episodes and see which ones are best for you as well. Okay, the third thing I want you to start doing is to say no more often. This is a hard one for a lot of people, but as soon as you learn to say no to different things, you are going to have so much more time in your day. Now, it doesn't mean you have to say no to everything and can't have fun anymore. It just means to be intentional about how you're using your time. So say no to things that you just can't fit into your schedule. Say no to your kids when they ask you to do a third sport in one season. It's okay to limit their activities to one at a time or however your family wants to do it. It's okay to say no. So saying no to friends and family and your kids when it means that it's going to benefit you and your family is absolutely okay. The fourth thing I'd like you to start doing is to choose one time a day to check your email. A lot of times we'll get a little ding on our phone or anytime we get on our computer or iPad or any device that we have, we go right to our email. Like it can't wait until the end of the day. Now, some of you may have a job where it truly can't wait and you may have to choose a couple times a day to check your email. But for most of us, anything can wait throughout the day. So checking your email one time per day is going to save you all kinds of distraction during the day. So choose one time. Maybe it's in the morning first thing or at the end of your day, whatever works best for you. Maybe your lunch break. Choose one time a day and then just leave any other emails that come through until the following day. The fifth thing I want you to try is to choose activities and appointments based on your kids and your family's values. So rather than choosing what activities you're going to put your children in based on what their friends are doing or what you're seeing your friends do with their children, choose them based on your own family values and your own kids' interests and values. This way you'll limit a lot of the things that you do and it'll be more purposeful to only the things that you feel really good about and that your kids feel really good about. Number six is to plan your meals. Now I talk about this one a lot and it totally freaks out a lot of moms because who has time to sit down and plan, but I promise I have a super simple system for planning meals. I spend about a half an hour once a month planning my meals and that is it. And then they're planned for the month. You could do it weekly. You could even do it daily, but whatever it is, start planning your meals because it truly makes you feel less busy. You're no longer running to the store to pick up one or two things that you forgot. You're no longer getting to the end of the day, frantically going through your pantry, trying to decide what you're going to cook. You don't have that worry hanging over you throughout the day. Like what in the world am I going to feed my family tonight? It just reduces your stress and reduces how busy you are, especially 
after school and into the evening, that's one of the busiest times of day for most families as, as you're just winding down your day. It's also a lot of times the crankiest time of day for you and your children. So if you can just simplify that time of day, you will feel so much less busy. So if you're looking for this resource, you can go to athomewithkids.com forward slash meal planning bundle. And I developed this. It's completely free. It's a calendar. It's kind of a brief synopsis of what system I do. And then I also give you some easy recipes and as well as some empty recipe cards and shopping lists. So it's a complete bundle. It's totally free. And I think it'll get you on to meal planning in less time to make things easier for you. You can also listen to the meal planning episode of the Simple Home Podcast, and you're going to find all kinds of great information there about how to get started. Number seven, and it kind of goes along with planning your meals, is to order your groceries online. Most places you can do this now, you can order them online, you can go sit and pick them up and just drive them home. Shopping takes a ton of time out of your week, especially with children. So unless it's like some me time or you really love going to the grocery store, this will be a great time saver for you to order your groceries online. So check with your local supermarket and see what they offer. But most most grocery stores now offer this as a benefit. You can just go and order your groceries and pick them up. I usually try to get there about 15 minutes before my time opens and bring a book and I use that time to read while my kids sit in the car with me. So um, you could do that as well. The next one that we're going to talk about is to give yourself time limits. What I mean by this is anytime you start to do something like cleaning something or putting the dishes away or laundry or any of those everyday to-dos is to give yourself a limit of time that you're going to spend on that because the amount of time that you give yourself is the amount of time you're going to take to do it. So give yourself a certain amount of time for each little task that you have and you're going to realize how much more time you save. Number nine on this list is to schedule some downtime and I mean actually put it on your calendar, time where you're not going to do anything else. Just open time in your calendar. This is good for you and this is good for your whole family. So this could be um, like on the weekend, maybe Sunday is a day that you and your family don't plan anything. It doesn't mean that you don't actually go do anything. It just means that you don't have plans and you're free to choose what you want to do during that time. So actually put that on the calendar. I also like to block out some time in our days every day where we just sit and read or do a quiet activity, maybe it's play a card game together, or color, or play with Play-Doh, something that doesn't take a lot of energy, and it's just a quiet activity that we can do together. Sometimes it's me reading a book and all the kids reading their own books. Sometimes it's me reading to our kids. Whatever it might look like, just actually put it on your calendar so you have some downtime where you're not so busy. Okay, and number 10 on the start doing list, things I want you to start doing to help break your busy habit is to go to bed early and get up early. So going to bed early usually means that you sacrifice some Netflix time or social media time or just downtime in the evening, but a lot of times this time is wasted time. And if you go to bed earlier, you get the sleep that you need and you wake up early, 
you're going to have more energy. You're going to have more time to do a, get a few things out of the way early in the morning so that they don't require your attention throughout the rest of the day. And it's going to help you feel more prepared for your day, less chaotic, and a little less busy. So those are the 10 things I want you to start doing. Now let's switch gears and talk about 10 things to stop doing. Number one on the list is to stop making multiple to-do lists. So if you are anything like me, you have to-do lists on sticky notes and in a planner and on your desk and on note cards, wherever you can find paper. When you think of something you need to do, you jot it down and you have a lot of different to-do lists going. And then the next day you wake up and you do it again, but you still have your to-do list from the day before because let's face it, you had 500 things on there and you could only get 10 of them done. And so it just keeps building on each other and building on each other and building on each other. What I suggest is to only ever have one to-do list going at a time. You have to throw your other ones away before you start your new day. So make your to-do list, whether you like to do that kind of before you go to bed at night or in the morning when you wake up, a couple things that you need to accomplish that day, not 500, just a couple. Star the ones that you definitely want to make sure you get done and go about your day. Now, if they don't all get done, those can be added to your one for tomorrow. You throw your old one away, or maybe they're things that you really could put off or don't actually need to do, or maybe you could delegate those tasks to somebody else. So if it's becoming a constant problem where you can't get through your to-do list, you really need to sit down and, and look at it carefully and decide if there's areas that you need to maybe hire out or if you need help from somebody, or maybe you're putting too much on your plate and you need to say no more often, but stop making more than one to-do list at a time. Number two on this list is to stop carrying your phone everywhere you go. Even at your house, I bet you probably have it in your pocket or in your hand as you're going from room to room to room. Get in the habit of setting it down, having some time without your phone. If you go into the other room to play with your kids, you don't have to bring your phone with you. It's so distracting when our phone is making noise, telling us we have a new message, a new Facebook message, a new Instagram photo we need to see, a new email. All of those things take our focus off of what we're doing right then and take us away from the present moment. So if you can get out of the habit of carrying your phone around with you everywhere, then you're going to find yourself much less busy. Going along with that, you can turn off notifications. So this is number three. Um, Rather than getting all the notifications that you get for email and Facebook, like I talked about, and all the other ones on both your desktop, your laptop, your iPads, your phones, all of those things, turn those off. Because if you're scheduling a time each day to look on social media and you're scheduling your time to look at your email, you don't need to be notified every time you get something new. So turn those notifications off so that you can keep your mind a little bit less busy and rather then being distracted from one thing to the next, you can really focus on what you're doing in the moment. Another thing I want you to stop doing, number four, is to stop doing everything for your kids. Allow them to do some things on their own. Now, sometimes this is hard. We don't really want to relinquish control of things, especially because often it doesn't get done the way we want it to get done. But there are a lot of things your kids can be doing for themselves, and you can continue to teach them 
that will take a lot off your plate. And the sooner you do that, the sooner they're going to be able to do it in the way that you want them to. So give them things that they can do around the house. Let them pick out their own clothes, get dressed on their own. They can either even grab their own breakfast if you make that an easy, accessible thing for them. Give them the opportunity to make their lunches if they have school lunches. Let them start taking showers if they're old enough and you can just kind of check and make sure they have shampoo out of their hair and stuff, but give them some more responsibilities on things that they can do. Kids also really like to help if you involve them in the adult stuff. So let them help you do the dishes and load and unload the dishwasher. Let them help you sweep the floor, even though you're going to likely have to sweep it again. Let them help you do the countertops with a wet wipe or however you want to do it, but just delegate some things to your children and give them an opportunity to be involved in that part of your life. Number five is to stop saying, I'm so busy or I'm so overwhelmed. Now this is more of a mindset thing, but the more we use those words, the more we actually feel it and believe it and kind of bring it inside of us that we are just so busy we can't do anything else. I don't know how many times I run into somebody after the weekend's over or I'm talking to a friend on the phone and the first few sentences out of our mouths are, man, yeah, the weekend was so busy or I'm so overwhelmed today. I've done this and this and this and this. It's almost every single time I have a conversation with another mom. And if we can change the way we speak about our lives a little bit, it will change the way we act throughout the day as well. So stop using those phrases. I'm so busy and I'm so overwhelmed. And if you truly are, then ask somebody for help because you may just need somebody to help you with some of these things each day so you're not really feeling that way. Number six on my list is to stop overscheduling you and your kids. If you find yourself running to a different activity every single day for your children, they're likely overscheduled, especially if they're in school already. Even if it's preschool and it's just a few days a week, if they've got school and then they've got another activity and that's happening every single day, they don't have any time to reset and to focus on one thing that they really love because they're running from one place to another and you're doing the same thing by running them to those places because of course they need a driver and you get to be the one to do that. So give yourself a break and your children self a break and look at your schedules and try to take some things off your plate. Maybe you're overscheduling yourself as well, either with work or with friends or different engagements. Look at your schedule and see how you could minimize that. Okay, another one, and this one's a little bit harder to do because we all fall into this trap, but I want you to stop comparing yourself and your life to anybody else's. And that goes back to social media or to talking to our friends and hearing all the things that they're doing. Remember that this is your journey, it's your story, and you get to live it the way that you want to. So choose intentionally what you put into your life and your kids' lives and how you run your family so that it's more peaceful and more purposeful for you. Stop comparing yourself and your journey to anybody else's and you'll be so much happier. Okay, number eight on the list, and this is the one that my husband would tell you I am not so good at, is to stop multitasking. This is something I've really been working on lately is to not be doing more than one thing at a time, to be focused on whatever the one task is that I'm doing. Now, research does show that we can't multitask. Like it's actually not 
We're not even capable of it. Our brains cannot do that. We have to switch from one thing to the other. Even if we don't notice we're doing it, our brain is having to switch from one task to the other task. So even if it's something as minor as watching TV while we're folding the laundry, our brain is constantly going back and forth between what's happening on the show to folding the laundry, to what's happening on the show, to folding the laundry. And of course, that task, we don't really notice it. But if you're doing other things like playing with your kids and looking at your phone, there's definitely no way that you're giving your attention to both things. It goes the same with work or with checking your email while you're doing something else. So if you can stop multitasking, you are going to be so much more efficient at everything you're doing. You're going to do it better and you're going to feel more calm because you're not having to do so many things at once. This one takes some practice because I think we all do it out of habit, but if you can think about this throughout the week and when you catch yourself multitasking, choose one task to complete and then move on to the next, you're gonna feel way more calm. Number nine, and this goes with some other things I've already talked about, is just to stop driving from here to there and everywhere in between. Give yourself a break and don't go as many places. Maybe this just means one day you choose that you just stay at home and you don't drive, or maybe you can look at the things that you're driving from here and there too and take some of them out, whatever it is. Driving takes a lot of our time. We spend a lot of our time in the car, and I bet there's time that you can get back when you really think about how much time you're in the car. And number 10 is just to stop doing it all. You don't have to do everything. You can't do everything. You really have to pick and choose what's most important to you, what you want to be really good at with your family, and what you can let go of. For instance, maybe you love to cook and dinners are really important to you and you want to focus on that and that time is well spent to you, then do that and let the other meals be less. They don't have to be gourmet cooked three meals a day You can do sack lunches for your kids each day. You can do a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You can do cereal for breakfast. You can let them get a yogurt or a hard-boiled egg out of the fridge on their own in the mornings. You can't do it all. So choose what's most important to you and let some other things go. All right, we went through a lot of different things. And if you kind of want this list so you can actually see it, because I know I spoke pretty quickly and we went through 10 things to start doing, 10 things to stop doing. If you want to just have a recount of this list, the transcript to this episode will be listed in the show notes. So make sure you go to that and just click on the transcript link and it'll take you right to the full list so that you can have that with you. You could even print it out if you want and kind of highlight the things you want to work on or whatever works best for you. But I truly hope you take some time to evaluate how you're spending your time. If you're feeling really busy, if you're feeling really overwhelmed, sit down, listen to this episode again, and jot down some notes of things you can start doing and things you can stop doing that will help you live a more unbusy and intentional life. All right, that is it for this week. I cannot wait to be with you again next week, and I hope you have a great week until then. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. 
please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.